0: Lord, as I read this passage this morning, I pray that it will be clear to us as Dave explains it and uh, that we can uh, understand your word, Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, Paul, the preacher to the Gentiles. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me To preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church,
1: Thanks for the coffee. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. Great to uh, uh, see some of you over Zoom. I'm just going to turn this down so I don't hear myself through, through that. Ooh, is that going to echo because of the iPad sound or is that okay? Excellent. Well, I can't see you now, but uh, I can see you on my screen if I look down. Uh, it's wonderful to be uh, in church. Sam and I are here at church uh, at the moment. Uh, so that we can work out some of these technology uh, side of things and make sure that we're, we're good to go, as we will most likely need to do the dual the thing uh, for a little while. But more on uh, returning to church a little bit uh, later in our service. Let me pray for us as I uh, kick off our time in the scriptures. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful for the way that you have shown us uh, the great reconciliation, uh, the great peace in which Uh, Jesus our Lord his blood has brought uh, in bringing hostile divisive people together as one uh, as one people uh, both Jews and Gentiles. Father we thank you for the amazing work of Christ and we do pray that we'll be continued to be encouraged uh, by that this morning uh, as we continue our time in Ephesians. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, over the last uh, eight months, uh, it's been great, hasn't it, Uh, to gather together uh, over Zoom. Uh, It's been great that despite a global pandemic, we've kept the main thing the main thing. We've continued to proclaim Christ and him uh, crucified, to, to, to proclaim him because he's the one who offers life and hope regardless of the circumstances we find ourselves in. And it's been great to hear God's word, to pray together and to sing. And to be honest, to actually get to know each other more deeply. Isn't it amazing how God has used COVID-19 to, to grow us closer, that we know each other more deeply? As we have spoken to different people uh, each Sunday in our breakout rooms, as we've discussed the word of God and thought about how we can apply it to our lives and, and prayed together. Um, You see, there are many things we can be thankful for for our time uh, over Zoom. And while we're allowed back in the church building now, obviously Sam and I are here uh, now, and over the coming weeks, uh, we'll be able to gather here physically, or some of us uh, will at least, uh, it's going to be different. No longer can you wear your underpants to church. You'll have to wear face masks. You'll have to sanitise your hands. we will have to be distant from each other, no more delicious uh, pack cakes for morning tea. Uh, we won't even be able to hang back and, and chat for ages. And so, so it'll be different as we return uh, back together. But there will be some good things that we can do as we gather physically. We'll be able to hear each other sing or hum, uh, confess our sins. We'll be able to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. But for many of us uh, for some of us who aren't in the high risk category we might think actually is it worth it you know all these difficulties all these inconveniences of because of COVID and to be COVID safe actually maybe it's not worth it maybe I'll just continue to watch church view church at home in my undies uh, and just stay at home just a hassle it's going to be so different I won't bother but on the other side, there'll be those people who are so pumped, so excited, the, the, the extreme extroverts among us, or, or maybe not, just people are keen to kind of see people. And they'll be pumped. whatever, we don't care, we'll just kind of gather. But then over time, as we realise the difficulties and differences of, of being COVID safe and following the rules for, for us to be safe, it uh, might actually, over time, wear us down and might turn us off, actually gathering. And our keenness might... Wayne. We're so keen to the star, but then over time, uh, it will drop off. And so we actually need to have our thinking right as it comes to the importance of gathering physically as God's people. And Ephesians 3, hopefully, uh, speaks to us uh, about that. It highlights what happens. What happens as the people of God gather together physically? Well, we've been making our way through the the book of Ephesians, and we've, we've seen the incredible, really, haven't we? The incredible. We were dead, lost in our sins and transgressions, by nature deserving of God's wrath, God's fair, righteous, just anger towards us for rejecting, rebelling him, disobeying him. And yet God, who is rich in mercy and love, has not treated us the way that we deserve. You see, while we were dead, lost, gone, he saved us. Not because of some sweet footwork we've done, not because of our family connections, not even because of our good grades at school, but by his grace. He saves us through his undeserved kindness to us. We don't deserve it, but it is his grace to us. And all we do is receive it by faith. But then we saw this great division last week, didn't we? This great division between the Jews and the Gentiles, this great hatred and hostility between these two groups, the Gentiles being the, the non-Jews. They, they were, the Gentiles were alienated from God, alienated from Israel, separate. They weren't included in God's promises. They were without hope and without God in the world. You see, the Gentiles were in opposition to God and, and uh, to Israel. But you see, Jesus Christ, he came and brought peace to the Gentiles. That Jesus, through his blood, his death on the cross, he brings reconciliation between the Jews and the Gentiles, these once hostile groups. They are now reconciled together and have peace and form this one new humanity, one new people group, together reconciled to each other, but then also reconciled to God. You see, there is unity in their reconciliation. And this is the reason we see there in verse 1. Have a look there from verse 1. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. Paul mentions here for the first time uh, that he's in prison. uh, And he's there, he's in prison for the sake of the Gentiles. You see, we read in the book of, the book of Acts, um, uh, a book that shows the start of the spread of the Christian church For G, from, from when Jesus died and rose from the dead in his resurrection and his ascension into the heavens, from that point, from Jerusalem, with a bunch of, of scaredy-cat disciples, uh, how the gospel goes from there to the ends of the earth. And, and the apostle Paul, he plays a big part in this. Uh, he's the one who wrote uh, Ephesians, uh, and his key role was to take the gospel to the Gentiles, to the nations, to the world. And in Acts, uh, I've, got, I, I've actually got a slide there with, the, with the, um, the quote there, but in Acts, we actually see how it is he ends up in prison. Paul's been preaching the good news of Jesus, the Messiah, this promised future king, the one the Jews have been waiting for. And that Jesus, he offers salvation to the Jews, but not only the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. And you see, Paul, he's been proclaiming uh, this message. But because of it, he's actually facing much opposition from the Jews because they didn't think that Jesus was the promised Messiah or that the Gentiles were included. Uh, Remember that dividing wall of hostility, you see, on, on a trip that, uh, that Paul had, he went to Jerusalem. Uh, at that particular point, that as the Jews saw him there in the temple complex, they thought, the Jews thought that he'd brought a Gentile into the temple area. Remember, if a, if a Gentile's into the, into the temple area, they are killed. And so they grab Paul because of this. And there's this massive riot that takes place. How dare you bring a Gentile into the temple complex? But the thing is, he hadn't. He hadn't actually done that. But this riot is going out of control. And the Romans who occupy the land at this particular point, they, they come in, they break, they, they break everything up, and they kind of put Paul into custody from that point. And through this, he appeals to Caesar, and that is how Paul ends up in, in prison, in, in custody, and ends up heading to, to Rome. You see, Paul is in prison because he has proclaimed this message that Jews and Gentiles were a new humanity formed by Jesus, together equal access to God the Father, reconciled to each other, but also uh, reconciled to God. And you see, what Paul does there uh, in the opening, uh, uh, as, as we continue on, is that Paul explains his role in the mystery revealed to him, the mystery revealed to Paul. Have a look there from verse uh, 2. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. You see, Paul explains his administration here, that is his role, his task that he's been given. And it's related to the mystery made known by revelation, a mystery he's mentioned earlier. But when it comes to a mystery, when we think of the word mystery, we often think of something being unknown, uh, a bit vague, maybe a bit spooky, ooh, or inexplicable, uh, incomprehensible. That is our thinking when it comes to mystery. But there's another uh, like, like the missing cake or the mystery of the missing person. But you see, there's another way to think of, of mystery, uh, and that's the mystery uh, wasn't known. It's it's true, and it was there, but it was actually beyond human discovery. But only now has it been revealed. It's disclosed as God has revealed it in his revelation. We couldn't guess it ourselves. It's to be made known by revelation. It's kind of like I have something in my pocket, Uh you didn't know I had anything in my pocket until I kind of mentioned to you. Uh, it, 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 but it's a mystery. It, it was hidden. But now that I've been made known to you and, and now that I show you and you, you can see it, well, you know that there's a mystery. That these are headphones uh, in my pocket. There was a mystery. It was hidden away. You didn't know. But, but now that I've revealed it to you, you're aware. You see, that is the kind of mystery that we're seeing. But what is the mystery? Well, we see that he's already mentioned it a bit earlier. Uh, We see that in verse 3, and that is that in chapter 1, Jesus is bringing all things together in unity under Christ. Uh, And in chapter 2, we see that Jews and Gentiles together form a new humanity. And he kind of repeats some of these ideas we've seen earlier from verse 6. Have a look there from verse uh, 6. This mystery is that through the gospel... The Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ uh, Jesus. You see, Paul explains three things here about the mystery. The first one there, A, verse 6, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. You see, Jews and Gentiles together are co-heirs of the same blessing. Together, both together can look forward to the great hope of the new creation where there'll be no more tears or mourning or pain or death at all, where we will be gone, where with the hope of eternal life in which we long for, where all the blessings of Christ will be fully realized and experienced by us. You see, together we are co-heirs of Christ. Uh, and B, uh, verse 6, the Gentiles are members together of Christ one body Jews and Gentiles co-members of the same body we saw back in in 219 remember the members of the same household but you see it's not like the Gentiles are just yeah sure they're part of the household but yeah they're just the servants they're those lower types down down there but no 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 way they are equal members of the body sinners joint See, you see, the Jews and Gentiles are both together sinners and they are both under God's judgment together and yet are forgiven, saved, are brought together, brought to God together as well. You see, they are co-members of the same body. Uh, and see, uh, verse 6 again, uh, the Gentiles are sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. You see, Jews and Gentiles together are co-sharers of the same promise. We saw this in, in chapter one. Remember the, the promises that were, that were made there that the Holy Spirit would be given as a down payment of what's to come? He's our security for the future. Uh, we're precious to God, and He promises, and His promises of, of what's to come, of, of salvation, of hope that He'll redeem us from, from this place. He'll redeem us in the end. You see, we are co sharers. Of the promise. Co-sharers, uh, co-heirs, co-members, co-sharers together as one. Jews and Gentiles together. And having this same privileged access to God. Not to Jews exclusively, as if the, the Jews were extras, but no, 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 not like it was in the past. But Jews and Gentiles together as one. And this is the mystery the complete union of Jews and Gentiles together in Christ. You see, God's kept this mystery hidden until recently. Have a look there from verse 4. In reading this then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Holy Spirit uh, by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. You see, Gentiles can now know the mystery, but interestingly, it wasn't known in previous generations. Do you see that? It's only now been revealed, and I wonder if you're a little bit confused by that, because we kind of see in the Old Testament that there's that the Gentiles would be included some some way uh, in. Uh, uh, in in the future, and so for instance, in Genesis uh, 12, uh, Abraham is told that all the families of the world would be blessed through him. We see in Psalm two that the Messiah, God's promised future king, would receive the nations as his inheritance, and we see in Isaiah 42 that Israel uh, would be a light for the nations. You see, the Old Testament points to a time when there would be hope for the Gentiles, their, their inclusion some way. And while the Gentiles would be included, what we didn't know was how. How is it that the Gentiles would be included? And you see, that is the mystery. You see, it's always been the plan, it's always been the, but it's been hidden. The mystery of bringing these two groups together, making one new humanity making this new thing of, of Jews and Gentiles. You see, this wasn't clear in the generations past, but now, well, that has been revealed and it is now clear. You see, God revealed the mystery to Paul, the mystery hidden until now of Jews and Gentiles together as co-heirs, co-members, co-sharers in Christ. Now, we well, welcome back. Uh, The mystery of the Jews and Gentiles together as one, well, that has been revealed to Paul. And he has been commissioned to proclaim this mystery. Uh, He has become its servant, the servant of the gospel. Have a look there from verse uh, 7. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, This grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. We see here that Paul became a servant of the gospel. Uh, He was commissioned to proclaim this mystery to the Gentiles. Do you see that? Have a look there from verse 7. He became a servant by the gift of God's grace given to me. Uh, Verse 8, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles. You see, his role, his task, the thing he's been commissioned with is uh, this, this uh, uh, and it's a gift from God. You see, it's not something he's earned as if he's done enough, uh, done enough things to uh, gain this right. No, 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 it is a gift. It is, a, it is by God's grace, it is given to him. Three words really similar to each other a, a gift. God's great a gift, and it is given to him. And these words are so similar. And I wonder if he's really highlighting the fact that this role is something that he's been given to. He seems to overemphasize it because of verse 8. Have a look there. I am less than the least of all the Lord's people. You see, Paul saw himself as unworthy of being a minister of the gospel, because of what he'd done before he was a Christian. You see, he had blasphemed, he had persecuted, he had insulted Christ. He had killed multiple Christians who confessed the name of the Lord Jesus. But you see, in coming to faith, God gave him this role to proclaim the gospel. Despite his past, we see Christ's overflowing mercy towards him. You see, God graciously saves Paul and graciously gave him uh, this great task. And he's commissioned to proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles uh, and he's to preach, verse 8, the boundless riches of Christ. The boundless riches of Christ, that is, Jesus, his riches, they are unsearchable, inexhaustible, incalculable, infinite you see, they can't be traced out. They are beyond our understanding. Just like the earth is too vast to fully explore. And just like the ocean is too deep to fathom completely, to fully grasp how amazing it is, so is the the wealth in which Christ gives us. You see, we'll never come to the we'll never fully understand and appreciate how amazing it is because it is so vast, so rich. For Christ has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. You see, Christ never impoverishes those who trust him, but always infinitely enriches them, the boundless riches of Christ. You see, Paul learns the gospel. He learns it himself and he he must share it with others. You see, not only does he preach the truth, the state of humanity before God, dead, lost, deserving of God's wrath, but he also preaches the boundless riches of Christ, salvation through faith, adoption to God's family, eternal hope, peace, holy and blameless in God's sight. You see, he preaches both of these at the same time, the truth and the riches of Christ as he speaks to those around him. And you see, we have the same obligation as we proclaim. Sure, we're not apostles. We're not the Apostle Paul. It's true. But that same message that he preached, well, it's the same for us. We, too, speak of the the truth and Christ's riches that others may, may know this truth as well. And so, like Paul, we, too, make them known to others around us as we speak of both the riches of Christ uh, and the truth as well. See, because it says that we just speak of the truth of our death and our judgment before God, that the riches uh, become so grand, don't they? Well, Paul Paul has been commissioned to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, verse 8, but have a look there at verse 9, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. Paul also makes a plain he, he brings to light the plan of the mystery. He illuminates to everyone, not just the Gentiles, but to everyone God's plan to unite Jews and Gentiles together under Christ, once hidden but now made known by God. You see, Paul was commissioned to preach and to make plain, to, to bring to light, to illuminate this, this mystery, Jews and Gentiles together. And Paul played a pivotal role in this, seeing this mystery made known to the world around him. And so so far this morning we've, we've seen the role, the administration in which Paul has played, the role that he's been given. That is, the mystery was revealed to him, And as he preaches it, illuminates it that others all would understand. But see, what's the purpose? What's God's intention in bringing the Jews and Gentiles together like this? Making them one. And that's what we see next. The church displays God's manifold wisdom. Have a look there from verse 10. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is on display. It is, on, it is made known. Now, the church isn't a building. The church isn't a denomination, the Anglican church. The church, the word means gathering, together. It's the gathering of God's people. That is what the church is, the gathering of God's people. And it says God's people gather together. God, as that happens, God's wisdom uh, is seen. His manifold wisdom is on display. You see, manifold means many and numerous. Think of many strands coming together to make an embroidered uh, carpet, heaps of different colours coming together to make a nice, beautiful rug or or something you'd have on your floor. And that is the church, the the multiracial, the multicultural community like a beautiful tapestry all coming together, Jews and Gentiles, physically to form the church. And you see, this is amazing when we remember the great hostility and hatred and division that was there between these two groups, a dividing wall of hostility. Remember, the Jews alone could enter the temple. The Jews alone could worship God. The Jews alone had access to God. The Gentiles were excluded. If they entered, they would be kihud They would die. Such separateness between these two groups. And yet in God's manifold wisdom, he brings these two opposing groups who hate each other's guts, and he brings them together and makes them one, bringing peace. And he does that through Christ. You see, the church, the gathering of God's people, Jew and Gentile alike, gathered together in one physical place, it shows that Christ is victorious. He rules and reigns over all, bringing reconciliation and peace. It's what he's accomplished, verse 11. It also shows that Satan has been defeated. Satan, what does he love? Division, hostility, angst, separateness. That's what Satan loves. But as Jews and Gentiles come together in Christ, well, Christ is victorious. You see, the manifold wisdom of God is the church, that those normally apart, alienated away from each other, come together to show God's manifold wisdom. You see, the church is God's beautiful, full-colour, super-high-definition, surround-sound plan for the universe coming together. You see, we are a divided people. Our race is different, how cool or uncool you may be, uh, left-wing, right-wing, gender, age. We are divided. We are separate. So many things separate us from each other. But see, as we gather despite those differences, physically united together in Christ, physically together, present in church together, despite our differences as a multi-racial, multicultural group of people, well, that shows God's manifold wisdom. And do you notice that we have a heavenly audience? Did you see that verse 10? That through the church... The manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Do you see that? You see, we have a heavenly audience who see us gathered, who seeing, despite our differences, gathered together in Christ as one. Look, we we don't know much about these heavenly beings, uh, but what we can see here is that they didn't know about God's eternal purpose uh, in uniting these hostile separate groups together as one as the church. But as we gather physically together, we show that Christ is victorious. Despite our differences, we come together as one in harmony and peace and that Satan has been defeated he said, they look down at us and marvel at wonder at God's manifold wisdom in bringing us together despite those differences. You see, when we gather physically as the church, the universe is looking down and watching. They look down at us and marvel at this bunch of people who, who why would they want to hang out with each other? Why would we want to have anything to do with each other? Divided, hostile. And yet in Christ, united in one, they look down and marvel. And you see, knowing this helps us have a a better mindset, the right mindset about why we need to gather physically as God's people. Because it's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable as we seek to be COVID safe. We needed to make these measures that we did. We needed to meet as a church over Zoom because of the regulations and rules that the government brought out, and I'm thankful for it. Isn't it wonderful that we've had all these days of zero in in a row? It's wonderful. It's encouraging. I'm thankful for the government. But as we are allowed to start gathering physically together present in church as a gathering of God's people, uh, we need to do that. Uh, We need to have the right mindset and understanding of why we gather physically as God's people. Because we, as we gather, physically display God's manifold wisdom that he can bring us together. Isn't that amazing? And Paul, he's so convinced by this that he's even willing to be locked up, go to jail, be in prison for it. Uh, In fact, verse 13, have a look there. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, Which are your glory. You see, his sufferings, Paul is suffering, his imprisonment, it is for their glory. Because as Paul suffers, he's doing it on behalf of the Gentiles, standing firm that Gentiles are included in God's new humanity, this new society, this new people with Jews and Gentiles together. He's so convinced of this truth that he's willing to pay any price, even to go to prison so that he can see it be made a reality. Paul is willing to suffer for the sake of others so that they will be included on that final glorious day of Jews and Gentiles together. You see, God's eternal plan, the mystery to unite Jews and Gentiles together as one, that together we would be co-heirs, co-members, co-sharers of the same promise, And as the church expresses our unity with each other, as we come together physically, we demonstrate, we we show the world or the world looks on to us, the the universe looks on to us, the gathered church, that Christ is victorious. His blood is sufficient to deal not only with our sin but to deal with our division and hostility. And you see, we need to remember this heavenly perspective as we gather physically as God's people. It's not about us and how uncomfortable or awkward we may find having to keep that distance, sanitize our hands to wear face masks at church. Because the heavens as we the heavens are watching and they see the awesomeness of, of Christ as we gather physically together. And so as we start to gather physically and bear with the lameness and, and awkwardness that there will be, it's going to be a, a weird transition as we get onto that, as we start gathering here physically, let us remember that we are on display. The universe is watching and seeing God's manifold wisdom. That is on display, that different people, and gather together as one in Christ. Isn't that amazing? Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks for the way that you have revealed your mystery of Jews and Gentiles together as one church, together in Christ. Father, we we give you great thanks that as the church gathers, um, it displays your manifold wisdom to the universe. For these heavenly beings, they look down and marvel. Father, we thank you for that. Father, we do pray that you would help us, particularly as we uh, seek to start gathering physically over the coming, uh, coming weeks. And we pray that it will be greatly encouraging to us and that as we deal with the, uh, the difficulties and the <laughs> uh, awkwardness of, of, of doing this, uh, that we will... Um, Remember, the, the, I guess, that the, the universe is watching as we gather, united together in Christ. Father, help us uh, in this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.